Welcome to Young and Adulting, a podcast of the Young Adults community at Christ Fellowship Church. Our hope is to create a safe place for authentic conversation around the ins and outs of life as we all try to navigate following Jesus in the world we live in today. Thanks for joining us and welcome to the conversation. All right, well, welcome back to another episode of Young Adulting. I am here with two of my great friends. I'm here with Cole and Joy. Cole is our campus pastor of our downtown campus and Joy is a part of our student team and our digital content team. And so we're having a fun conversation today around this word that maybe you've heard said to you, around you, about you, uh, adulting. Just an intro, when I graduated from college a couple years ago, I don't know if you guys had the same experience, I was handed a coffee mug that said, graduating today, adulting tomorrow. And I think this is where we hear a lot all the time. And we're all in our mid-20s or in our 20s, and we're, we are adults, but we're still trying to figure out what that means and the differences. So uh, I don't know if you guys have ever been told, like, hey, like, are, you, are you trying to figure out how to adult? I know I certainly, certainly have. So uh, today we're going to talk about that a little bit and talk about some of the expectations we feel as people in our 20s who are not doing things where our parents did them. Uh, but that's what we're going to talk about today, adulting. We're going to talk about some other fun stuff. But uh, right off the bat, Cole, let's talk about it. We are in, we are 28, okay? So we are um, getting closer to 30, but I think we're still in that area of adulting, right? Yeah, totally. I saw a meme uh, a few weeks ago that kind of spurred this conversation a little bit too. Uh, it was like a picture of two cartoon characters looking at a house, and it was like our parents' generation, and they were like, let's buy that. Okay. And then it was like our generation. Let's pay off student loans, yep, dot, me. dot, dot. And I think there's just a difference between uh, kind of where our parents were and where we are. And it kind of brought this phrase up for us as we were talking about this podcast of like 30 is the new 20. And what we mean by that is like this thought that no matter where you're at in the journey, like as long as you're learning and growing, it's okay to be where you are. So if you're 25 and you're single, it's great. If you're 25 and you're married, it's great. If you're 25 and married and have kids, it's great. If you're 25 married and don't have kids, it's great. And I think there's expectations set on us, on our generation. Uh, and we'll talk about this today too, kind of the generation behind us, Gen Z. Uh, and then I forget what the actual generation is behind that. But really, Joy's going to speak to it a little bit. But I think what's interesting is like every generation looks at the next one with a little bit of judgment, a little sure. bit of critique, like, oh, they have no idea what they're doing. So boomers look at millennials and they're like, oh, you guys have it so easy. You have digital content, you have technology, and like rent is a million dollars a month. So there's just things that are different for each and every one of us. So I think talking about this is important because no matter where you're at in the journey of life, like you're doing better than you think you are. And uh, I think expectations on yourself just have to get um, lifted, really, even in, in context of being a Christian. It's like yeah. wherever God has you in this life journey, it's okay to be in that place. Yep. Yeah. But there are so many differences. Uh, let's, let's talk about some of those that we feel and, and even talk about like the then for our parents versus now. Joy, um, what are maybe some, some differences for, for you and your season of life to maybe where your parents were when they were your age? How are things different? So I will say the word adulting is really funny for me. It is. Um, because in my brain, I categorize things as like, oh, I'm an adult, but I'm not an adult adult. Like a real adult. Like, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. like there's, a, there's a difference. Like yeah. there's an adult adult who's like, 30, has a house, has a job, has kids. Like that's an adult adult in my head. Right now I'm 24. I'm getting my master's. Like I'm, I'm like a baby adult, but that's not true. But, but I feel like in my head, I'm like, yeah, I'm adulting kind of, but I'm not there yet. And I feel like when we think about like our parents' generation at 24, my mom was already married, like already married, already had her full-time job, already had a house that she bought in New York, which is 
Now, if you try and get an apartment that has like a refrigerator, it's like a billion dollars to live in New York. It's actually real. It's just so crazy how different like generations are. I don't know. And my grandma, I don't know. Yeah, let's talk about that. My grandma's generation, she was married off when she was like 16. Married off? Yeah, married off, like married (laughs) off. (laughs) She went and had her life, got married, had kids by like 19, had my dad. I was like, it's wild. Their life started like so much earlier. Yep. But it was also way easier for them, which I know that sounds mean because Cole just said, like, we can't look back at generations. But, like, now going to college is a billion dollars. Like, everybody I know has student debt. I don't know anybody who doesn't. And Lord. they went to college and it was easy. And buying a house back then, easy now. Yeah, yeah. Cole can probably speak more into that. I can't even imagine buying a house in this market. It's wild. Yeah, I think the target is always moving. Uh, That's the hard part is like for our parents' generation, the target was always moving, trying to like navigate the economy and trying to navigate uh, kind of the world they were growing up in. And now for us, the target is moving as millennials. It's like, what's the goal? And unfortunately, it's always moving, which means you can't hit it. And then for Gen Z, the target literally moves at the speed of TikTok. So it's It's like- That was cool, and now it's not. That person was great, and now they're canceled. That that job was really attractive, and now it's not at all. And that's a that's cool, except when you're trying to find yourself and find who you are mm-hmm. and try to grow in life, you land in this place where you're like, why even try? Like, yeah, I'm going to get canceled anyway, or I'm not going to do the thing that everybody thought I should do. So I, I think it's, it's tough because uh, you have to find the goal yourself. Like, what is, what, what's the goal for me? My goal is to get my master's degree and like work at the job that I love. My goal is to raise my daughter and to pastor a campus. Your goal is to raise your son and to lead young adults, you know? So it's just finding what it is for you and not chasing what everybody else expects of you, you yep. know? But in the middle, so I think we we're talking about this, like in the middle of kind of figuring out us, I think about my, my grandpa who just passed away um, earlier this year, married almost 70 years, married my grandma when she was 18. He was in World War II, worked the same job his whole life. And then, then my parents, they've been working the same job for 30 plus years. My mom was working full time out of the house by 20 years old. And I, you know, I was in college till I was 23. I was, I was 24, almost 25 before I ever got a full time job. All those other jobs, like I have a part time job here and here. I had like three part time jobs. Every part of my life was part time. And I'm going, man, I'm like four years, five years behind the curve of the job thing. And then, you know, like then there's marriage. And I think we would agree that like our, you know, a lot of us, we'd see like young adults in our mid twenties. And I think that's why for the pressure of like, we're adults, but like our parents were the real adults, adults. And I think we were talking about this as target and curve of like, if 30 is really the new 20, that means like most of most young adults, most young people are, they're, they're single later, they're getting married later, closer to 30. They're like kind of figuring out their, you know, I've, I've talked with friends, um, even, you know, whether in church, outside of church, whatever, who are like, I'm just chilling in my twenties. Like, I'm just trying to have fun. Like I, I've heard people say like, I'm not worried about it. I'm not, I'm not stressed about it, but I think like we definitely feel those pressures to, okay, I gotta, I gotta get the thing and I gotta do the th- whatever because my parents are expecting that of me, of us, because that was their scenario, their situation when things were, were, were just different. You know, like a lot of us are probably renting right now or, you know, with, you mentioned the parents got the house and the job and that kind of thing. But um, what are some of the expectations or maybe pressures we do feel that we have to acknowledge like, hey, like that's just not our life. Um, what do you think some of the pressures our young adults feel uh, against the grain of, of previous generations that we have to at least talk about? Because there are young adults who are listening going like, that's me. Like, I'm, I am 26. I am 27. You know, 
I feel this pressure, maybe what's some advice or some things we would talk about to encourage people who aren't, um, don't feel like they're living up to their parents' generation. Joy, why don't you speak into that? Yeah, I would say, um, I think one of the like most common misconceptions when it comes to like being a young adult is like, oh, I need to get married like soon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think one thing our generation is dealing with that none of the others had to was this concept of like social media. Like mm-hmm. not only do we have the like, oh, this is what my parents want me to do. We also see on social media every day, like this is where Cole is in life and this is where Tyler is in life and I should be where they are. Right. And so it's this constant like competition with ourselves, with like society to try and like reach the standard that doesn't really exist. Like you were saying, it's a moving target. But I feel like when it comes to like singleness, it even for me, like I'm 24 and in my head, I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm just 24. <laughs> like I just, I just graduated my undergrad like a year ago and I'm getting my master's and I'm 24. But sometimes I'm like, I'm so old. I'm 24. Like, why am I not married? <laughs> and I go like back and forth on this concept of like, I'm, I'm a young adult, but I put pressure on myself to be an adult adult. And right. somewhere in the middle, it gets confusing. And this expectation that like, I should be married. I should rush things. is just so like wrong. Mm-hmm. Like, why would I want to rush something that lasts forever? Right. And I think a lot of us are like searching and seeking somebody to be in our lives mm-hmm. because we feel like the expectation is we're young and we need to do it now. But I, I don't have an answer yet on how I can be better on no, it. No, I think it's a perspective shift. Like, it's a chance in your mid-20s. Uh, somebody shared some advice with me that uh, really changed my life forever. It was like, who you are now is who you're going to be when you're married. Right. And my Lord, like, how true that is. Like, my work ethic when I was single is my work ethic when I'm married. And my purity when I'm single mm-hmm. is my purity when I'm married. And my relationship with Jesus, how strong it is or how maybe unhealthy it is, is the same when I get married and really you have a chance to like become who God is calling Mm -hmm. you to be in this season. Um, and it, it just gets like accelerated when you do find the full-time job and then you have a family and then you're, you know, kind of trying to figure out life with more people around you. You have a chance to do it kind of on your own in this season. And I think you spoke to something there, like the constant connectedness, man, it just challenges so many people because like, I love when pastors Todd and Julie talk about their, uh, I looked at the camera like they're there. Um, they might be. Their dating relationship, Pastor Todd was like, I would write a letter and then she'd respond like three weeks later. And like, that was our, that was our communication. And then they got married. <laughs> Can yeah. you imagine? Different world. Like we freak out if someone like opens our Instagram DM and then doesn't respond and we saw that they read yeah, speaking it. speaking oh, of which, bro. 100%. Yeah. Scene I'm pretty sure you've done that to me recently. I do that because you send me stuff all the time. Or when the text <laughs> bubble pops up, like they're about to respond, yeah, it goes away. Swerve. I yeah. lose my mind. It's real. It's reality. And, and comparing yourself to other people, like, oh my gosh, I was talking to somebody last night at our house. Um, she's like, honestly, she's single in her late twenties. And she was like, the best thing that married people can do is be real because it helps me realize like, okay, this life thing is like, it's not perfect when you get married. There's still challenges and it's hard. It's beautiful and amazing. Um, but that really inspired me to like, want to be real and represent what marriage is and, and that there is like difficult times. Um, I think it's both and, yeah, we speak to what you said at the beginning, wherever you're at, whether you're 29 single, whether you're 20 single, whether you're married, whether you have a full time job, part time job, it's OK. Wherever God has you, it's OK. We can commit to like, we're just going to get better. We want to grow. We want to develop um, and acknowledge, hey, we, maybe we are adulting. Uh, I, I want to I do something. Confessions of someone who's adulting. OK, we were talking about this a little bit before we actually went live. Uh, I'll say it this way. You might be adulting if 
you still pay your parents to be on their phone bill? Anybody? 100% I do. Like, 100%. Adulting, you might be adulting. I, that, I think that I'm fits the expression. Like, I, okay, I'll say that this way. <laughs> I pay my parents still for my phone, and I just fed them once a month. Absolutely. When I think of adulting, I think of that. It's cheaper for our entire family. Well, and what so, I'm trying to say is that's the opposite of adulting. So no, no, no. Saying, like, so adulting, adulting would be... No, because adulting is still... We're adults, but we still... We still feel like we're it. not. It's Got like, it. okay. you know what I'm saying? So it's like. Adulting would be like, I tried to log into Netflix last night and but, it said the password was wrong and I texted my mother-in-law. Yes. Like, See, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> like, yo, that's what I'm saying. I do so, not yeah. have got hacked, a so I don't have Netflix right service. now. So if anybody wants to share yeah, yeah. Netflix. I am on boy. everybody else's streaming service. Respect. Yeah. yeah. Let's, let's talk about that. Follow because I think like uh, adulting is, hey, we are, we are self-sufficient. We are doing our thing, but we still feel like we're not where our parents were. And there's still this kind of, uh, expectation to be completely different you know like uh there i know they're young adults that, that still live with their parents maybe they have full-time jobs but they still live at home you know they're Respect. you know whatever <laughs> it is money, boo -boo. yeah, yeah, yeah whatever <laughs> it is uh but i was, was just talking about this like man there's that extra profile on my parents netflix account <laughs> if, like, if my mom like, offers like, to buy me groceries i will never turn it down for not for not sure. a single time and you never outgrow that my dad called uh a few weeks ago my brother's getting married in a few weeks and uh he literally was like, can I buy your plane tickets to come up here? And I was like, yes. I'm not going <laughs> to be blessing. like, no, yeah, I'm yeah. Why would I rob no. your yeah. blessing? Absolutely. Do it for sure. <laughs> I do want to talk about, uh, I do want to talk about Gen Z a little bit, talk about TikTok. And I'm, I so, I've discovered, like everybody has a moment in life where you just start to feel old. Like you, you yeah. get to a place where you're like, wow, like I really am not in touch. But it with, sneaks up on you. Oh, totally. Real hard. And it sounds lame and funny until it happens to you. And you're going to be like, oh my gosh, Cole warned me about this. Literally, I'm <laughs> talking to my brother. He's at the University of Auburn right now. He's like 22. And he he used a sentence that I could not define a <laughs> single word that That's he real. said. And and I literally was like, wow, this sounds so lame. I'm never going to admit this to anybody. But I told Chris and my wife, I'm like, like, wow, I've officially like crossed over to where like, I don't understand my little brother anymore. I think you have the same with your brother lives yep. with you right yep. now. Um, but explain, like, give us some of the top trends right yeah. now. Like you, yeah. you NCF students, one of your jobs is really to keep our student ministry relevant. So what's going on? Yeah, I'm a TikTok fiend tough, because yeah. Sure. Yeah, yeah. I have to be on Which, TikTok. Which just for all clear, TikTok is just Vine. No, yeah, yeah. For all of you're wrong. TikTok no, it's is literally better Vine than Vine ever was. Why? Just not six for seconds. what reason? One, lasted longer. Two, okay. all of the things you can do on TikTok, far better than what you can do on Vine. I will say some really great people from Vine have made their way to TikTok. Question and they're is, doing well. do, do people, people who use TikTok Vine, like Gen Z, do they know what Vine is? They know it. They don't care about it. Well, well, most people that were on They've Vine heard and famous it. are now in jail. So. Oop, that's, that's true. true. <laughs> I can't speak in that. That's adulting. <laughs> yeah, that's what you see all your friends. Like, I used to watch that kid. He was in jail. Like, yeah. Oh, man. man, yeah. Keeping up with Gen Z is so funny. <laughs> like every week there's a new word. And if you said the word from last week, you're lame. So like yeah. my wife called me a, a chuggy the other day. So Chris, You are not a chuggy. You are chuggy. Okay, I got it correct. Have you ever heard that word before? <laughs> well, yes, but that just shows that we don't know what we're yeah, talking about. Yeah, I just got okay, it corrected now. So <laughs> is, it, is it an adjective or is it? No, Carissa <laughs> won't even identify. It's like she's on that weird month that was like literally the crossover point between like Gen Z and millennial. So she's Googled it five different ways and she's like, I actually identify as Gen Z. So she called me chuggy. Okay. And then made fun of my side part. Which uh, I didn't know was bad, and then yeah. told me I can't wear skinny jeans anymore. To which what? I was she like, "She really I'm not kept go. you up to date. Skinny jeans out. Why? They don't like them. Who's, Who's they? they? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Side parts out. Middle part only. 
Okay, let me just show <laughs> you what that would be. Okay, continue talking. Look into the camera. Look into the camera real quick. Let's just make this happen right now, yeah. Yeah. This is, this is Wait, should can you TikTok I, this right now? Well, yeah, you honestly, realize that you're I look like gonna be famous. No, no, so, you're gonna be TikTok so him right now. No, but here's what Take I need. A picture. Here's what I need people to understand is. Wait, let me see if it's actually the middle. So, yeah, it's okay. pretty close. Yeah, I, I could have been a star on Boy Meets World. Oh, because this <laughs> is just a '90s look with loose pants okay. and a middle part. So yes, a trending thing is a Y2K look. So like early 2000s are what's trending right These now. These kids were like you not know born how hard yet. We had to run. Go back and Google Britney Spears in 2005, and so, you're gonna be like, oh my. So I run. actually saw a TikTok about this <laughs> literally this morning. It was a video of this girl saying like, oh man, I feel like we're picking and choosing your Y2K looks. What I remember from Y2K. Were the people who wore dresses with jeans under it and a fur Absolutely. coat. <laughs> and like a pink leather alligator yeah, belt. Yeah, the high school musical cast on the red carpet, that's Y2K. Respect, which I wanted to be Zac Efron who did real bad. Who I didn't. Mean, just saying. Yeah, I mean. You were Zac Efron people. Okay, that's yeah. cool. That guy, he was the real deal. He, Athletic, was, he was the guy. Was and Corbin Blue. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Could ball, hoop. He could ball. No, he, scholarship. That was fake. Who did want to be That was a stunt <laughs> yeah, double, a actually. Right <laughs> yeah. I mean, I remember coming home from soccer practice and be like, New movies out, but I didn't like play, play it off. Like, oh, I don't care. They, oh yeah, I don't care about that. <laughs> okay, but okay, we're talking about trends. These these kids are, I, I you're talking about sneaks up these, on you. These kids. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so here's here's <laughs> so here's the back realization. In my day. Out of this category. The realization. I had this moment the other day. I, my birthday was just a couple weeks ago, and I was like, I think I was talking to my wife and friends. I was like, well, I mean, 30s like young. Like my friends are 30. I have friends are 33, 34, 31. I'll be 30 in like two years. I was like, oh. Oh, I graduated high school 10 years ago. When did you oh, graduate? that's wild. 2012, so coming up on... So I'm 2011, so we, we campus pastor downtown, and like we'll have volunteers come fill out applications, and it still will throw me when I will see, so we're in 2021, which means you can be 20 years old, be born in 2001, right. and I'll yeah. literally Shocking. see like October 5th, 2002, on an application, <laughs> and I'll be like, this person's 12. I'm like, yeah. why are they... No, they're not. You know, it's insane. My brother was born in 2000, so it's easier for me to track his age and be 21. But I think it's funny to me that we've always looked at 30 as an interesting age, too. Like, that's a third of your lifespan. Hopefully. Depending (laughs) depending (laughs) on who you are. But it's so funny. Like, that's what we look at and go, like, oh, my gosh. Now we're in the, like, danger zone, you know. But if you you look at your years of life... You get to grow so much in that yeah. 20 and then into that 30 year. I feel good but. about it. I just, what, to what you're saying with being your brother, is I've showed up to environments where they're predominantly uh, 14 to 18 year olds. And I don't understand the dialect upon which they're speaking. You're talking about First like. Well, because you say things like upon which they're speaking. But. Yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, yes. It is, it, is, it is so mind boggling to me. And and I I always spend some time with my brother who's who's youth pastoring now as well and we were like, I'm like let me just get on TikTok like let me just let me let me educate myself for a moment and you know you have all these like guys our age who are impersonating Gen Zers and whatever and using this language and I'm like did did we have stuff like this that people looking at us were like these people are weird whack why do they talk like this but I don't understand the language at all but I think to, to the important part of this conversation that is if the target's always moving, if, if generations are always having their own thing, like we know how it happens. In high school, popular kids, they say this random word and it evolves and the, the people surround them and then people start doing it and before long, every high school's doing it and it infiltrates culture. And it always, it's always a few that, that carry these things and they're, they're typically built upon like random things. Um, I might even go into some of the, the, the specific words and, and sounds that a lot of, because <laughs> I think they're out already, right? Um, but 
how do we how do we in the midst of like ongoing trends um working out our faith how do we like not lose ourselves in that place because i think we were talking about we want to be you know it's nothing wrong with following the the trends of fashion but i think a lot of times we feel like this urge of like even when we were younger i gotta fit in i even though i'm not that's not me so i think now being on the back end and outside of that there can be this pressure of like well because these kids are doing it i have to therefore be that person right so I think a lot of us can feel that pressure that ultimately has the conversation around like becoming someone we're truly not. So let's talk about that for a moment. Trends, like how do we continue to be who God made us to be? You know, it's not wrong to jump into that trend so long as it's not like right. it's a motive thing. So let's talk about that. Yeah, I would say this is a conversation I feel like I have with students quite often because I, I don't think there's anything wrong with like staying up on trends, totally. mostly because it's a large part of my job to do it. So, yeah, right. so like I, I have to be on TikTok and on Instagram and I need to know what's trending on Twitter so that we can like make content that fits for students. And the same is true kind of in the young adult world. Mm-hmm. Like you need to know what's going on so you know how to pass your people. Uh, but I feel like the conversation I have the most often with students is, are you doing this because everyone else is doing it? Mm-hmm. Or are you doing this because you want to? Right. And I feel like, with trends, we lose our individuality. Like yeah. we forget who we are and what we like and what we care about because what's cool and trendy is to like something else. And sometimes like that's great. Like trendy things that have recently happened are like social justice. Mm-hmm. And that's not a bad thing. Like caring for things and actually praying for things that are happening around the world. Like that's trendy right now, yep. which is great. And it's awesome for the community. But there's also times where the trends are not in alignment with God, not in alignment with what it looks like to be a Christian, not even in alignment with what it looks like to be like a good person. Like there are trends where people just rip on other people. And the conversation we have is like, are you doing that just because your friend told you it was a cool thing Mm -hmm. to do? And so it is a tension that doesn't have a solution, I don't think. Maybe. (laughs) Because you want to stay up on trends. You want to like, to be able to be relevant in -hmm. conversation with people to be able to keep up with dialect, mm-hmm. you need to know what's going on. Yeah. But you also need to learn how to decipher, is this who I really am? And I feel like people, have, especially in adulting, like mm-hmm. that's what that. it looks like to be an adult. You need to figure out who, who you, are. you are and what do you like? And are you okay being different from everybody else because of what you like? Mm-hmm. And we talk about that with our faith, but even with like how you dress, like are you okay dressing the way you want to dress even though nobody else is doing it and I feel like more often than not people say no I'd rather fit in and be in the background than be forward and be who I am and so in adulting we've got to figure out like what do I actually like right and we have to be able to ask ourselves that questions honestly and I don't feel like a lot of us do well it's counterintuitive I think because if you look at the people who really rise to fame it's individualist. Right. So, and I'll throw out some names that you might laugh at, but you'll be like, wow, you're, you're so right. You got Jeffree Star, right? You've got Logan Paul. These guys that do just Jake Paul, absolute insanity. Yeah. Off their rockers, get gotcha hat tattooed on them in two o'clock in the morning in Miami airport. Or you've got Jeffree Star transforming every part of his body. The kid that just made himself look like BTS, right? The crazy thing is like those people rise to fame. Why? Because you celebrate their individuality. You go, that is them doing whatever they want to do. They don't care what anybody thinks and they're so cool. But then we always fall back into like, oh, but I got to make sure I look like everyone else. And what you said is so true. It's like when you discover and you land in, this is who I am. This is what I like. This is who God's called me to be. You find a new level of yourself that like maturity foundationally takes you so far. And the power that we do have in our generation, not just in Gen Z, but in our generation as well, 
is insane. So, for example, uh, long story short, a couple days ago, England played Italy in this the Euro Cup final. Three guys missed penalty kicks. They all happened to be um, black. And literally so many fans came out with these racist comments, and it was just this ugly affair that was so demeaning, not about soccer at all, and a terrible moment. And within 24 hours, they had half a million signatures to ban any person wow. who wow. had ever said anything about race or had anything hurtful to say about these kids who were literally, soccer is 17 years yeah. old, Rashford's like 22. Um, within, within a day, half a million signatures. Within 48 hours, a million signatures. And those people will be banned from England stadiums. They can't go in and watch soccer anymore. Mm-hmm. So the power you have is insane. The power to make change and exact change, as long as it's positive as long as it's the right kind of change and specifically as long as it's like building the kingdom of heaven um i think we have so much power to do that and i i want to talk about uh one of the things that we were kind of bringing up was like travel and this idea that um traveling is everything like i don't know if it's gen z as much but to a millennial it's also it's trendy it's like yeah yeah, I, i think it was my biggest struggle was like i i grew up in a military family we moved a lot like every three years um I kind of grew up all over the U.S. and in Germany, and I had this like unhealthy obsession with moving. Like I just I had to go somewhere. So like my buddy Tyler and I used to live together. I'm talking about we were taking trips every two months. We were on like a four or five day trip, and and we're gonna talk about. It. I I want to help. I I'm really good at budgeting and making like cheap trips. We're gonna talk about that That's in a true. second. A um, real adult over here. Right. What I want to address, <laughs> like what I discovered was. Um, I became obsessed with that trend. Like I was on Instagram looking at all these beautiful places, which are usually altered anyway. They're not really what you're looking at. Um, and I, I just like, I had to go there. I had to go to that place. And, and really what I discovered was like where you go, there you are. And actually my wife really helped me understand this. It was a big leadership jump for me, a big adult moment. It was like unhealthy coal flies to California for a trip. Unhealthy coal is in Yos- Yosemite. Like, mm-hmm. Unhealthy Cole takes his wife to Hawaii. Unhealthy Cole wakes up in Hawaii. You know, unhealthy Cole goes to Greece and so on. And the trend, I mean, the it, it's just truth. Like for me, I was going places and I was unhappy. And I was like, why am I unhappy? I'm on vacation. Like right. I'm posting Kauai and everybody thinks they're having the best time right. ever. It's because I realized I was like, where I go, there I am. And uh, I, I just want to challenge like where you are, there you are. You know, mm. and, and there's this trend in millennials and, and really in adults, like we got to go somewhere, go on vacation constantly. And I don't want to speak to that for a second. I don't know. It was a big moment for me. Uh, I learned a lot about myself in that season. But yeah, I, I mean, I think, I, no, I think, I mean, before we jump into practically um, how we can make the most of trips and those kind of things, I do think um, even that idea of traveling, social media, even like popping the, the tag above the picture of like, this is where it is. It, it became such a trend that even in our, uh, in our 20s, we, we have these other trends of like, okay, well, the trend is young people are buying houses and our friends are, are, are doing this or they're going here or it's whatever it is. I think like there are the, the, current, the currency or the, the current of, of our generation moves in a certain direction and like we feel automatically like we need to jump in. And so like even in our 20s going, like, okay, I know who I am compared to like an 18-year-old. You know, I'm, I'm 25, 26. But like so and so is going on this kind of vacation, why aren't I? You know, right. you know, yeah. like we, we we constantly it's like, and I think we we drop into the comparison game and like the um, all that kind of stuff, and 
and it sucks the joy out of life. I think it sucks the, the fun out of life of constantly looking at what other people have and what other people are doing um, or what, what we think we should be doing versus just going like, how can I make the most of where I am, you know, like versus trying to, because what I, what I hear when you're talking about that is, well, like we can use those things as like coping mechanisms of like right. trying to fill the empty void of, of this, that, and the other thing. Um, and we don't have to, it's you know? Escape, yeah, yeah, it, yeah. It doesn't have to be that way. But on the flip side, like what you're saying is like, Healthy cold though, going to Hawaii, different different conversation, totally. you know. Like and and so it's, um, I think in our in our twenties, as we're learning to to build life on our own and our own families and become like, okay, this is who I am, this is who my family is, this is where my life is going. Um, part of that realization is like, okay, like maybe growing up we didn't book vacations or maybe we couldn't parents couldn't afford them or you know we don't know how to do certain things because we've never been in positions of life to do those things. And so like I you know I love the fact that in a few minutes we'll talk about okay, Cole, like how you got a full-time job or maybe you, you want to take a vacation. Like, how do you do that on a budget? Cause I know for me, I've been going like, man, how, how, I don't actually know how to plan. I'm 28 years old and I don't like have the, I don't know how to fly to Italy cheap. You know, like, I, I don't know how to like do some of these vacations. I have friends come back and like, I only pay, paid $200 for flights. And I'm like, well, my mind is, 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 is being blown. So uh, when we were in high school or, you know, growing up, we had summers off. You, you think of vacation, you think of the summer. Right. Now as like, in 20s, adulting, like, vacation doesn't mean summer. Right. It doesn't mean that. Um, so assuming we're healthy, assuming, like, we, we can make the most of, we're working hard. I think we were talking about this earlier. Like, we don't travel to escape. You know, we're not trying to not work hard. Like, as adults, we should work hard. We should make the world better. We should add value to where we are, um, not just try to coast through life, you know, and, and, and mooch off. Well, that's not what we're saying. Um, but for the young adults who are tuning in, who are going, man, I just don't know how to plan trips. I don't know how to plan vacations. And it's not an adulting skill that I've acquired. Uh, what are some tips? What are some uh, pieces of advice that maybe we could get some practical hands on? Here are some great ideas for uh, trips. Uh, here are some great ways to, to plan trips. Um, but before you say that, I would love to hear both of your answers. Uh, uh, Joy, first, what's the best trip or vacation or traveling experience that you've ever had? And then, Cole, I'm going to hear yours as well. Then we can talk some practical ways to, to make that happen for people. My favorite that I've ever been on, and I've been like out of the country, but my favorite is actually in Blairsville, Georgia. That's a flex right there. Which is a, yeah, sorry. That yeah. was a little bit of flex. I love it. I love it. I love it. <laughs> Blairsville, Georgia. <laughs> it's literally like in the mountains, like middle of nowhere. Um, and I went with my family. And so generally, I would never say my family vacation was my favorite, but it was. Sure. And it yep. was only because we stayed in this cabin on this beautiful lake. Oh, come on. And... All we day. had literally not one ounce of cell service. That's awesome. <laughs> and I, I thought I was going to lose my mind. I was like, oh. oh my gosh, we're going in the mountains and I'm with my family and I can't go on my phone. And it to, to date has been my favorite vacation I've ever been on because it, it like allowed me to unplug, mm -hmm. um, rest, which is really hard for me because I like to run really yeah, fast. Sure. Um, and it was my favorite. And I think kind of what you were talking about earlier, like this idea of like we look to social media and we see like the vacations our friend go on. That's not the vacation I'd post about, you know, it was like literally this ugly little cabin in the middle of the yeah. woods. Yeah. Um, but it was my favorite. And I think like how many times do we go places and post things just to get the likes on Instagram rather than going mm -hmm. to places that actually give us rest and actually yeah. fill us up. Yeah. So that was my favorite. Yeah, that's awesome. Cool. That's awesome. I, um, I think mine was with Chris and I went to Hawaii, uh, like our third year of marriage. Um, and just something about Hawaii is just insane. Like 
it, it's such an interesting place. It's super hard to travel to uh, because of the time change and everything really messes with you if you're on the East Coast. Mm-hmm. West Coast, not so bad. But um, yeah, like Kauai, we got in like a raft and went around to the Nepali coast where they filmed Jurassic Park. And it's just like a surreal place. And Hawaii is kind of a strange state because like it is a United, like it's a state, like it's populated by people, mm-hmm. but it's so different. So they don't have streetlights and they don't have like, they have two lane highways around the entire island, depending on where you're at. Oahu is a little bit different because it's more like populated. But when when the lights go down and the sun goes down in Hawaii, it's like pitch black. You're in the middle of the ocean. That's awesome. And the stars are just like insane. So I think that was probably my favorite one uh, for sure. Yeah. Hawaii. I would say for me, um, we, Tara and I went to Asheville, Asheville, North Carolina. And so like good food in the city and also like cabin, something really um kind of off the grid, uh, refreshing, a lot of fun. Um, I would really love to go back. So let's talk about vacations because I think we can have two ideas. We see a picture. I see Cole go to Hawaii, and I automatically assume I cannot afford it, and it's a ridiculously expensive vacation. So I think, like, when we see vacations or trips that people take, we automatically, we try to, uh, we assume, right, yeah. With without actually knowing, okay, there might be some practical things that maybe it's not unrealistic. Um, so I think there are some vacations that people take. They're like, hey, that's, I'm not that seasonal life, and it's all good. Like, totally. Uh, yeah. But I think a lot of times it's assumption. I think a lot of times it's just ignorance on our end of going, I actually don't know the planning that this family, that this person took to make that happen, maybe, or even discipline of like, they say for a year, by you know, adjusting their budget in this way, or this is some, some, some ways they've made that happen. So I, I want for the young adults and the people who are tuning in to, to have like some hope and maybe give them some handles on like, okay, you're working hard and you want to take a vacation, you want to take a fun trip, you can make it happen. Uh, and here's some, some, some practical tips to make that happen. So Cole, the floor is yours. Educate the people on, on travel, trip, there's another T I can say. No, I, I learned this from my dad. Uh, we'll think and I'll, about it. I'll, be, I'll be super quick. I, I learned it from my dad, I think, um, just kind of picking up tips on like how to get places cheaper, how to stay places cheaper. Um, the biggest thing about it is like I want, I want to just reinforce that you're young and you're, you're indestructible. Okay, so what? what I mean by that is like yeah, now I've got a three-year-old and the flights that I would have taken as a 23-year-old single guy or even like a 24-year-old married guy are different than what I'll take with a three-year-old. So you sure. have this season of life right now. It's where like you can take the worst flight. Why? Because it's cheaper. So let me, let me explain Sponsor what I mean. Sponsor us Spirit Airlines. Sponsor, no, you don't want to do that. Um, <laughs> let me explain. So basically, if I, I you go on to, you, if you go to Google <laughs> Flights, um, a couple things about this. A, every time you visit Google Flights on a web browser, it tracks who you are. It tracks your data. Even under the new Apple uh, security protocols they put in, it tracks who you are. And what happens is every time you visit the site, it knows that every time you go back to it, you're reinforcing your decision to go somewhere. So you'd be like, okay, I want to fly to Asheville, North Carolina. I want to go on August 6th to the 8th. You go back, you see that flights are $119. Sweet. I guarantee you that 24 hours later, you go back to that site, it'll be $124. If you go back to the site again, it'll probably be like a 156, 158 range. That's Here's rude. why. It's rude. It's genius because every time you go to a site, you're reinforcing the fact that you're going somewhere. So they up the price. It knows. <laughs> No. So what you do is uh, you go into your browser in Google Chrome or in Safari and you go into incognito mode, which doesn't track your data and you go search for flights. And every time you go to the website, it doesn't track that you were there and the flight price will actually stay the same. So when I say like indestructible and take flights that, that really suck and for lack of a better word is when, when we'd fly to Hawaii or California, 
my buddy and I went out a couple times to Yosemite and we went to Utah to go skiing. Uh, I would go in, look for the cheapest flight and the cheapest flight will always be like a 6 a.m. out of Miami. Okay. Now for all of us, we're like, oh no, like that'd be terrible. Right. Get up at 3 a.m., get to Miami, fly. And your flight back is going to be like Salt Lake City to Miami at 11.55 p.m. Now that sounds like the worst thing in the world. Well, here's the benefit is you get an extra day skiing if you're in Utah because you got the whole extra day. You check into the airport at nine o'clock at night, you fall asleep on the plane and you land at like 5 a.m. You go to work the next day. So like you picked up a whole day in the vacation, you picked up a whole day back at work instead of taking like a two o'clock in the afternoon flight, which sounds nice. It's, it's more expensive because it's an easier travel for families. Like they're always going to put their, their mm-hmm. least popular flights on. Also, my advice so would first, be- with that, be willing to be like somewhat spontaneous and pick a trip yeah. time to fly that other people wouldn't. I think it's not even spontaneity as much as go find the bad flights. Also, don't buy round trip flights. So you're never going to find a round trip flight that costs as little as if you were to go, I'm flying JetBlue to Salt Lake City and then Delta back because they want to fill their planes each way. And if you buy a round trip ticket, they know they've got you locked in. So they're just going to charge you $250. And that's like, or you can pay $100 each way because they're trying to fill that flight, which hasn't been filled up yet. Um, and there's always bound to be a lesser full flight. So, for example, in the middle of February, people aren't really flying to Florida. They're flying to Utah because they want to go skiing. Or people aren't flying to New York City in August. Mm-hmm. They're flying in December, right? So you, you go to those months and you're like, well, this flight's going to be cheaper coming back or whatever it is. Um, the second piece of advice I'd give is <clears throat> go somewhere with purpose. So I, it drives me literally insane. Like I, I don't have many pet peeves, people chewing and swallowing water and then <laughs> people that travel really badly. This is um, coffee, but I was about to do it. It's cold. So go <laughs> ahead. I do not tell me I'm going to California because I'll be like to do what <laughs> California is literally the size of Florida and New York combined. There is cool. more. That people. is how I travel. It's like I'm going to California to do what? I have no idea. Yeah, you Google it when you, you get there. You will spend so much money. Yeah, so but you'll much have money. So much fun. And you will waste so much time doing the spontan, the like the spontaneous thing, the spontaneity. It's like, oh, we're just gonna fly to New York City and figure it out. You know? No, I've like, done that before. <laughs> I you go yeah. with a purpose. You're like, I'm going to San Francisco. I'm gonna go to Fisherman's Wharf. You're saying I'm you're, gonna you're, go to the to clarify, You're saying. If you want to do this in a cost-appropriate you plan it. way, yes, 100%. not that you can't do it and spend more money. I don't know. No, I've done it go. and been a baller no, on a it's budget. Different. You fly to Charlotte, North Carolina. Different story. Ubers are a dollar and yeah, hotels true. are nineteen dollars, and it's just cheap. You go somewhere that's got some weight, like Seattle or San Francisco or Hawaii. You can't just wing it. Like you got to plan it and know I'm going for this reason for these purposes. Um, and what I've discovered is like. I stop caring about what hotel I stay at, which everybody cares about. Like they want to post that photo of their room, like stay at a Hilton Inn, okay. In the middle of San Francisco and don't go to your hotel, <laughs> like stay out in the city and go do a bunch of things. And it's different where you go. If you're going on vacation where you're going for the hotel, obviously a different story. Um, but I think it's just interesting when people will say like they're going to a specific place with like no plan in mind whatsoever it just it gets so expensive because you find yourself racking up a bunch of things and like and honestly when you're there like you're googling stuff and you're on Yelp the whole time and you're like where do I, like I can't so fun uh, we're different maybe <laughs> so you could you can do whatever you want I'm just saying for cost efficiency um, 
And the last thing I'll say, and I might get slapped by Dave Ramsey, so don't ever say this. Um, I don't think he watches our, our podcast. So. I wish he would. <laughs> Sponsor me, Dave. Uh, I do have like a travel card, a credit card, and it's it's one particular one. So I don't do like a Chase card, which you can transfer points anywhere. I know I want to fly Delta. Okay. So what I did was I went Sciences. on, got my credit really good, got a really good APR. Uh, interest rate. You sound like a real adult right now. And, yeah, I don't know uh, what those words mean. APR and I basically like good. knew if I spend two thousand dollars within three months, they're gonna give me a hundred thousand miles. What people don't realize is a hundred thousand miles is two round trip upgraded economy tickets to Hawaii, which would amount to like seventeen hundred dollars. You could fly cheaper. But what I did was like I knew I was gonna spend a bunch of money on our wedding and I got the credit card. And then I got Chris with the credit card and we hit the spend and we had 200,000 points. We flew for like two and a half years for free. Now, I'm, you need to be very cautious and be very careful with credit. I'm going to just say that right now. I'm not even giving, I'm being dead serious. It's so dangerous. But like being intentional with like, if you're like, I want to travel and I want to go to this crazy insane place. Look into a Delta or American Airlines type card and go like, how can I go somewhere? in an inexpensive way because they want your business, mm-hmm. so they'll give you points, you know. Um, so that's my spiel. Yeah, no, I think that's good. I think those are some of the, the, the hidden insights and the ignorance that are behind the, I see the picture, but I don't, know the, I don't know the card. I don't know the miles. I don't know the plan. I don't know the savings. So I think there are a lot of young adults that are in that space or just people who do they see people taking vacations. They're going, I don't think it's realistic for me. And maybe it's more realistic than we think, you know. Yeah. So um, maybe we can call this episode Credit. With coal. No, do not. Because I, no, because FPU starts in the fall. So <laughs> you're going to cut your credit card up with Dave Ramsey. Don't do that. Oh, I love it. Well, I, I'm grateful for this conversation. And I think this is just the beginning stab at adulting. And we're on our way. We're getting better. And, and hopefully this, this conversation can, can help young adults or even people who are a little older or younger feel okay wherever, whatever season of life that they're in, uh, that it's okay. Um, God loves us where we are, as we are. We don't need to feel the pressure to, to, to bow to the, the knees of, of culture and, and trends. Um, we can be who God's made us to be. We can have fun. This has been, I think, a more fun summer than it was last summer. And um, that even in our 20s, as we're adulting, we can be considered real adults. I think that's, we Adult agree. adults. We are adults. <laughs> real adults. Adults. But thanks so much for this conversation. And I uh, hope you guys have a great rest of your day, wherever you are tuning in from. We love you. And we'll see you next time. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Young and Adulting. Don't forget to tune in Thursdays at 7.30 p.m. on our YouTube channel and follow us on Instagram at cf.youngadults. And if there's a topic you'd like to talk about, we want to hear about it. Send us an email or leave a comment with your thoughts. We'll see you next time.